0: This is the Wednesday, June 29th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in about 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. (laughs) Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks here on a Wednesday hump day edition of the DW Podcast. In the dog days of summer, it's going to be mostly baseball and we will touch on the diamond as well. But we do have a PGA Tour event that will tee off tomorrow of the John Deere Classic. So Anita and I, being the avid golfers we are, will throw some picks and plays your way there as well. But let's start on Wednesday. It's a travel day in baseball, so a few games that will be played in the afternoon. Let's look mostly at the night slate, Anita. Uh, start with Braves and Phillies. We know Braves, one of the uh, hottest teams in baseball right now. Um, Kyle Wright and Ranger Suarez are the uh, starters here uh, for the Braves and Phillies, respectively. Any way you're approaching this one?
1: Yeah, um, I think the Braves. It's batting practice for the Braves against Suarez. <laughs> He's six and four with a four two three ERA. Um, doesn't typically last past five innings um, for the Phillies. Gave up five runs in four innings last time he faced off against uh, the Braves. Gives up a lot of runs. He's very inconsistent. Um, Also, on top of that, as we know, the Phillies have uh, not a no bueno, as I like to say on wager, uh, (laughs) in regard to their bullpen, uh, 4.05 ERA. And Atlanta's just destroyed left-handed pitchers this season. Second Mm -hmm. best slugging percentage. Um, And um, so I'm going Braves over four and a half runs. That's how I'm playing this matchup. I think the Braves just go to town.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Exact same way. I'm looking at an alternate line. Braves over five and a half runs. that plus 140 price. Oh, uh, sign Braves, me up. There you go. Braves on the run line as well would correlate with that plus 120. Um, not only do the Braves mash lefties, as you pointed out, with all even without Acuna, they got Ozuna, Contreras, Riley, Duvall, Darno, Swanson. They got a lot of big bats against left-handed pitching. Kyle Wright's a really good starter for them. He's got a 3.34 uh, Sierra this season, 52% ground ball rate, striking out nearly 27% of the batters that he faces. So I think the pitching advantage and a massive lineup advantage tonight uh, has the Braves scoring at least six runs and winning by at least two. To the AL East, Blue Jays hosting the Red Sox. Good pitching matchup between Alec Manoa and Nick Pavetta. And he plays in this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going Blue Jays on the run line in the first five. Uh Manoa, I I think, and, and I'm sure you as well. Man, can you imagine Tyler how intimidating it must be as a batter looking down and seeing him on, on that rubber at 6'6, 260? Two, right? Like intimidating. And he's just he's he's been an absolute beast all season. He averages eight strikeouts per nine innings pitched. Um his walk rate is only 5%. I actually looked into playing his under walks, but it's a little bit too much juice for me, right? Like, hey, I make mm-hmm. a good earn, but minus 195 <laughs> is a little bit too much for yeah. me. So, you know, but hey, listen, um, if, you, if, if you don't mind a minus 195 play, man, I love the under one and a half walks. He's just been, he limits um, hard hits. Uh, like the list goes on and on. He's just so damn good. I think he's going to help this Blue Jays team beat up after the first five. So, again, I'm going uh, Toronto Blue Jays first five on the run line. Um, That's how I'm playing this, uh, again, just because I think Minaya is just just an absolute beast.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, He has been awesome this year, certainly the ace of that Toronto staff in the Cy Young conversation. Um, Doesn't overpower with strikeouts, but like you said, limits hard contact. Um, and goes deep into games and doesn't give up runs, uh, under eight and a half would be the way I'd play this. Nick Pavetta has kind of fallen back a little bit, uh, to earth, but, um, I think with Manoa, uh, kind of leading the way, I think we get a decent pitching matchup here. So maybe a, a five, three game, a, a four, three game, something like that. Um, eight and a half just seems a little too high given, uh, the quality of pitching, Uh, On the mound, a little worried about Pavetta against that Blue Jay offense that seems to be waking up here a little bit, but they still haven't quite been as um, prolific or robust as we thought they would be this season. But bottom line, I think eight and a half is just a scoge too high. I will play under there and hope that uh, we see eight runs uh, in this game. Uh, Final one uh, to look at, or not final one, we can uh, dive deeper into the MLB slate, but one interesting uh, matchup today is the Rockies hosting the Dodgers. And the Rocks have taken the first two games of this series. They shut out the Dodgers uh, behind Chad Cool in game one, and then they rough up uh, Clayton Kershaw last night. Uh, Julio Rias on the bump for the Dodgers, who are, again are a big favorite against the Rockies. But again, Colorado won each of the first two. Um, anything interest you in this matchup?
1: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. As we know, the Colorado Rockies, uh, not a great team, but they have a knack of beating uh, beating up teams in their division in the, in the National League West, right? They're 5-0 and against the spread and straight up at home against the Dodgers, um, which is really, really unbelievable. Um, but I'm going over here. I'm going over 11 runs. Wouldn't be surprised that uh, by the time um, the first pitch, I'm, I wouldn't, you know, even if it's at 11 and a half, I would still take the over. When these two teams go up against each other, they average ten runs when they play. And uh, Colorado has Marquise on the bump for them tonight. He's four and five with a five-five-eight ERA, but he's even worse at home with a six-seven-zero oh ERA. Um, and as we know, it's uh, I just I think the Dodgers go to town here. So, but again, Colorado has this uncanny knack of beating teams in their own division. So I'm staying away from the run line or the money line, but I do believe uh, there's going to be a lot of batting action and runs that are going to be scored tonight. So I'm going to go over runs in the Dodgers Colorado game.
0: Yeah. I like the Rockies on the run line here. And as the underdog, they're getting a run and a half and you still get great value on that plus plus They've won the first two games of the series. As you pointed out there, They've been great against the Dodgers this season. Uh, Urias is a really good pitcher, but he's a lefty. And the Rockies especially rake against lefties at home. We just saw it against Clayton Kershaw, one of the best lefties uh, to ever do it. So I think you're getting really good value on the Rockies here in the underdog role because the market is expecting the Dodgers to bounce back. There's an average pitcher on the bump uh, for the Rockies. Uh, you're also, I think, are getting good value on the Rockies here because I'm not sure the market is completely accounting for the fact that Mookie Betts is out of the lineup, and that really mm-hmm. neuters this lineup a little bit. They're not as productive as they've been in recent years against right-handed pitching um, just a- as a whole, and without Mookie Betts in there, who's you know their best player, it hasn't been nearly as formidable a lineup as uh, we are used to with the Dodger name, so I think the market – is accounting for what people's expectation is of the Dodgers, which doesn't quite match reality here in 2022. So again, Rockies plus a run and a half is plus 110 against the Dodgers. Any type of Rockies win or a loss by one run, and you're cashing that plus money bet. I really like that one here, given what the Rockies have done all year long against lefties at home this season. Uh, Looking around the rest of the MLB slate, anything else in terms of plays or props that stand out?
1: Yeah, your guy Otani. He's going to be pitching for the Angels tonight. They're at home against the White Sox, um, and as we know, he's just been dealing this season, right? He's six and four with a two nine zero ERA. He's got ninety strikeouts on the season. His strikeout rate is thirty three percent. As we know, he limit he limit limits walks. He averages about twelve strikeouts per nine innings. And the White Sox, they have not lived up to expectation this season. They had 12 strikeouts alone last night, 20 since they arrived in LA. So I'm going Otani over six and a half strikeouts today at minus 110.
0: Yeah, I have a couple of props as well. One is a pitcher prop, so I'll go there. Sandy Alcantara, who is the uh, starter for the Miami Marlins against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, a team uh, that he came up with before being traded to Miami um, to record record. Over 19 and a half outs at minus 135 against the Cardinals in St. Louis. So 19 and a half outs uh, to get over to cash with 20. That would be six and two thirds innings. He's got to go at least six and two thirds against this Cardinals team that is looking for a sweep. Alcantara has nine consecutive starts of at least seven innings pitched. So that's 21 outs recorded. Nine consecutive starts of 21 outs recorded, so I like this. I think it's a banger. The uh, one other time that he saw the Cardinals this year, uh, it was down in Miami. He went eight shutout innings, allowed just five base runners, and struck out six. So Alcantara is right there in the NL Cy Young Award discussion for good reason. Dude has been uh, an absolute machine in terms of churning out innings. Uh, leads Major League Baseball in that department. So. I love him to go at least six and two thirds, if not get through seven innings like he has in nine consecutive starts. Uh, the other play I want to throw at you is a long ball, long shot. It's Wilson Contreras at home uh, for the Cubs against Hunter Green and the Reds. If you watch Daily Wager yesterday, I gave a list of my top five pitchers to fade this season. And Hunter Green was on there because he is leading Major League Baseball in a stat category you do not want to, which is most home runs allowed. He's given up 20 taters this season. 13 of them, Anita, have come against right-handed hitters who are slugging just a shade under 600 against him. Green's really, really good. He throws 100. I think he's going to be really great in Major League Baseball. But in his rookie year, he is still kind of adjusting to how uh, good big league hitters are. So uh, Wilson Contreras at plus 350, uh, a long ball, long shot to go with Sandy Alcantara over 19 and a half outs recorded against the Cardinals um, as a couple of my favorite props on the diamond today. All right, finally, let's move to the greens, the fairways and greens of the John Deere Classic, um, a pretty light field compared to recent events that we have seen. Um, your your favorite is uh, Adam Hadwin, uh, the Canadian. Um, so not a lot of big names, not a lot of uh, cachet with this event, um, but still certainly an opportunity to uh, uh, gain some leverage maybe on the books or exploit um, – uh, opportunity and exploit knowledge of golfers and the golf course here against the uh, rest of the field um what do you like what plays might you be making for the John Deere classic that tees off tomorrow
1: yeah I mean listen a big reason why we don't have a lot of big names here uh is because of the Live tournament and they uh, mm-hmm. they have their second event that's taking place um in in Portland this this week so just keep that in mind but um I'm going with Cam Davis, 40-1, to 1, Tyler. I know, it's a long shot, but why the heck not? He looked good last week at the Travelers. Um, short courses is his wheelhouse. He's second in birdies or better on courses that are this short. Um, he's great at putting on bent grass, 17th on tour, and third in the field and in gains on approach. So I'm going with Cam Davis. Why not? Uh, top five, Patrick Rogers. He pulled out of the Travelers last week specifically to prepare for this tournament. Um, The last 10 winners here ranked in the top 30 in driving distance and driving accuracy. He falls in that category as well as top 35 in greens and regulation. And he's tied for 26. I'm going with uh, Charles Howell III to finish in the top 10. He loves this tournament. Eight top 25 finishes, two top six. And again, with a weak field, I think he's got a great opportunity to dominate. Top 20, give me Nick Hardy. Nick Hardy. He was tied for 14th at the U.S. Open, top 10 last week. So he's coming in uh, with his game on point. This is his home state. He's originally from Illinois, so he feels comfortable here. And top Mm -hmm. 15 in scoring on short courses. So Nick Hardy to finish in the top 20. And last but not least, give me Buckley to finish in the top 40. He's 14th off the tee which, again, it combines driving accuracy and, and driving distance. And he's tied for 30, 31st in greens and regulations. So, again, with those metrics being the two most important metrics and the fact that there's not a lot of – this is a very lackluster, star-studded field, I think Buckley to finish in the top 40 is, uh, is, is good money.
0: Yeah, I have a lot of uh, similar names that I want on my betting card and in my Daily Fantasy lineup. Uh, I don't have a wager for Cam Davis, the Aussie, but he is in my Daily Fantasy lineup. Um, I'll start with uh, Adam Hadwin uh, at plus 120 to be the top Canadian uh, when all is said and done. He's the favorite in the field. I don't love um, the price of betting someone like Adam Hadwin. It's uncomfortable betting him as a favorite. But at plus 120 to be the top Canadian when uh, he is – uh, by far the best Canadian in the field and the favorite in the tournament I think that's a pretty good value. Uh, gotta go back John Deere classic Zach Johnson ZJ's in the field Anita you gotta bet him okay this guy has done nothing but dominate at this event and this course uh, top 40 plus 130 for a guy who has made the cut here 13 straight years in a row okay he's won this event he's finished inside the top 10 about seven or eight times in that time. I don't care what form ZJ is in. This is a horse for the course as much as there is any horse for any course in all of the uh, golfing world. So I I was shocked to see that price, even though he's not in great form. uh, ZJ has done nothing but make cuts here and play well at the John Deere Classic. And then I do have a Nick Hardy play as well. He'll be in my Daily Fantasy lineup. And I like Nick Hardy at 50-1 to to be the first-round leader. Um, I think he can win the tournament. As you mentioned, he uh, played golf at Illinois, um, had some sponsors exemptions, I believe, uh, while in college to play in this event. Uh, very familiar with the course. Um, Hardy is playing tremendous golf right now, uh, as you pointed out, in really good form, and at 50-1 to 1 to lead after the first round, uh, he has fired sub-70 rounds, including one round of 64, in uh, each of his last four first rounds that he's participated. So uh, he's been really good lately, uh, all around, but especially on Thursday. So I like Nick Hardy, 50-1 to to be uh, a first-round leader as a a nice little uh, big-money dart throw there. So that's a look at the John Deere Classic. Um, Again, the Live Tour is something that is going on this weekend. First time we'll see them in America at Portland. So interesting to see how those two tours compete head-to-head this week. Both events taking place here on united states soil that'll do it for the wednesday edition of the daily wager podcast uh we got our normal time and uh, time slot, uh and uh i'm sorry channel slot on espn2 6 eastern today for daily wager we will of course uh go deep into those games uh, we discussed in big league baseball the pga tour and a lot of nfl as well because you can never talk enough nfl uh, I'll have another list coming out, a wide receiver list of my top five wide receiver season long plays. And we'll kind of do a deep dive into some uh, big names for the Washington commanders and uh, preview their season. So if you want to catch that, see that six Eastern ESPN two is how you can do so, but that'll do it for the Wednesday edition of the daily wager podcast. We appreciate you dropping by, make sure to do us a favor and rate review and subscribe. If you have not already done so she's Anita Marks, I'm Tyler and We'll see you back here tomorrow on the daily wager podcast. <music>